Hello and welcome to Fairy Gardening Today. I'm Abigail, your fairy godmother and host, where this week we are talking about fairy doors. A favorite topic among fairy gardeners, for sure. Fairy doors are an excellent way to start fairy gardening because you can start with a simple door and place it at the base of a tree, especially where the roots kind of spread apart and make a little alcove. And you place the door just in front of this alcove. And then perhaps a little bit later, you'll put a little gnome or a fairy inside that alcove between the tree roots. And then it looks like there is someone inside the doorway. This, of course, only works if you have a functioning fairy door or one that opens and closes. You can use fairy doors that are straight pieces that have no functionality. They simply are a flat door that does not open or close. However, these pieces can be put onto almost any surface, such as you can put them inside the house above a baseboard so it looks like there's a little entryway for the gnomes and pixies. Or you could even glue one of these onto the side of a flower pot. Or you could just lean them against some bricks or a stone. Or you could even put them next to some bushes and make a small structure around the door so that it looks like a little hobbit has made a home around the door. And so fairy doors are an excellent way to get started with fairy gardening, but it's also a wonderful way to make some of your more exquisite pieces look truly outstanding when you add a fairy door that has functionality, maybe a little bit of shine or special hardware to it. And then of course, if you add some color either around the door or even on the door itself. The most important thing to remember when choosing your fairy door is where it will be used. If you are using your fairy door inside, you have a wide variety to choose from because it won't be damaged by the elements or pets. If you have a fairy door that will be used outside, you need to be sure that the colors will not fade and that it is not susceptible to the wind and rain and perhaps even frost and snow. So be sure that you choose something made of either a sealed wood or a resin piece for the outdoors. Of course, you can find some doors that are made with unusual products such as metals or cements, and those can be used outside as well. Just be sure that it's something that has a bit more structure to it. Also, when you have a functional fairy door, be sure that you do some maintenance on the hardware, especially the hinges and doorknobs, because those can get a fair amount of wear and tear just from the dew in the mornings and drying out during the day. And that can cause some breakdown of any metal surfaces. And you want to seal that regularly at least every quarter. Put a little bit of a clear matte spray paint if you do not want the shine. And if you want it to be a bit shiny and sparkly, you could use even a clear nail polish or of course a varnish that will help to protect it from the elements. Another thing to remember when you are choosing your fairy door is scale. Not the kind of scale that you step on in the morning, but the size relative to its environment. So if you have a very large gnome or fairy, do not place a door in your display that that character could not actually walk through. Now to some people, scale doesn't seem to bother them. 
they will put a very small fairy door next to a large fairy and then put a teeny tiny toadstool house next to that and then have a huge bunny next to the fairy. And the scale doesn't seem to bother them. Now, for me, that would drive me crazy. But you, of course, have the option to choose whatever you decide because perhaps things are different in your fairy land than they are in mine. And that's what your fantasy details include. So I'm not saying that you can't do that, but if it's something that will bother you or the people that look at your fairy garden, if the scale is something inappropriate, be sure that you consider this when choosing your pieces. Always have a character next to the door that can fit through that door if scale is important to you. Also, if you are going to have children that are regularly opening and closing your fairy door, be sure that you either supervise them or choose a very solid door. There are some fairy doors that have real hardware on them that are screwed into the pieces and into your trees, and those have much more durability when children are going to be opening and closing them. It is difficult to have a child gently and carefully open and close a very tiny fairy door on a regular basis and expect it to hold up to that sort of wear and tear, especially if it's outside. So keep that in mind also if you are going to create like a gnome tree. Choose something that is much larger and safe for children to regularly play with. However, keep in mind that all fairy gardens are best suited for adult use unless the miniatures say that they are suitable for children. Children enjoy fairy gardening and learn so much about plants and seeds and being outside, but it requires supervision. So if you have a fairy door that the children are going to use, double and triple check all of these considerations before you put that into your display. I would also like to mention that you choose a fairy door that fits with the theme that you are doing. So if you have a fairy door that's made of natural wood and has some sort of gothic hardware on it, and it looks like it's a larger door that can go on a tree, don't pair that with a pink unicorn and some bright cheery flowers. That type of door would go better with a gnome and some toadstools and perhaps some solid benches or maybe a small pond. Similarly, you could choose a drawbridge door if you can find one. Those can be difficult to locate sometimes, but if you can find a drawbridge door, be sure to put that over a little fountain or a imitation stream made with stones and pebbles like we discussed last week in the Pathways episode. So choose a door that matches with the environment you're putting it in. If you have a door that has lots of dragons and shimmering scales and sort of gothic hardware, don't pair that with a happy little gnome carrying flowers around. You see what I'm saying? Try to choose the door that matches with the theme that you are representing in the entire display. And this is because the door is such an important part of your fairy garden. Truly, entire fairy gardens are themed more around the door than the other way around. You almost would start with the door and build your display from the theme that's within the door rather than do a whole theme and then put the door inside. So keep that in mind. If you have pieces already, choose your door to match with those that you have. 
or if you're choosing a first time fairy garden piece and you want to start with the door, be sure that you are happy with that sort of look. So if you enjoy very bright, bright colors of white and purple and silver, go with that for the entire theme rather than trying to twist the door into something that it doesn't really fit into. It's almost like scale on a visual level rather than on a size level. And finally, I would like to say that fairy doors require quite a bit of maintenance. So if you haven't listened to our maintenance episode, please go back and listen to that because the colors can fade outside no matter what. And since the fairy door is such an important part of our fairy garden, you wanna keep yours looking best for as long as possible. And a little bit of maintenance can add years to its life. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Tune in next week where we will discuss mushrooms. That's right. Next week, we will get into the big M&M topic for the entire week, mosses and mushrooms. That'll be a load of fun. So come back and listen to that next week. Until then, happy fairy gardening. This podcast was brought to you by Sprouted Dreams. At Sprouted Dreams, you can find all the fairy garden treasures that you need for your fairy garden. Visit sprouteddreams.com today.